0: In the air, everywhere, you have stumbled upon, not by accident, the fifth hour with Ben Maller and Danny G Radio. It is impossible to stumble onto a podcast. That's the one difference between the radio and podcasting. But, But however you have stumbled upon the show, we thank you for that. We appreciate it. And we are here every weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday We are yapping away for the fifth hour, which is a spinoff of the overnight show. We've been doing this. I've been doing this for for several years. Danny's been with me for a while now. And it's uh, available worldwide on the iHeartRadio app and on demand whenever you want it, whenever you need it. And uh, a lot of people listen the day the podcast is released. But we do have people that are stragglers. That will download the podcast on Monday or Tuesday. and So it's not really an evergreen podcast. Like, like, like Danny, this thing, it, it's not like it, you can listen to a podcast like this three months from now, I don't
1: think. Well, some people do. I mean, I think that's the one good thing about not talking too much sports because that will get dated really quick. It's like how none of us DVR, as we used to call it, sports. Because once it's passed and you've seen highlights and all that, are you really going to sit back and watch it over again?
0: Yeah. Although I did during the pandemic, I because there were no sports, so I would watch random old, old games on YouTube. But only if I didn't know the score. If I knew the score, I would not watch. But I was watching Monday night baseball games with Howard Cosell. Speaking of sport, I'd watch that and, and ra- ra- random uh, NFL games and and you name it. So I was I was into that brief. So it was fine.
1: Well, this should be an exciting weekend besides your podcast. I'm going to have another podcast to do a special one on Saturday because this is early Friday morning right now. A little later, I head to the airport with Covino and Rich because we have two special shows coming out of Vegas for the big – davis garcia fight
0: oh that's that means free trip to vegas is what that means the promoters paying for you to go to vegas i used to get that back in the day they used to send me to i've not been paid to go to vegas those are the best trips the free trip to vegas by a boxing promoter to promote a fight that is the way to go yeah. uh, i didn't even know they still did that i thought they got rid of that i thought because of uh, budget restraints they got rid of that
1: i think it's a, a past relationship because Covino and Rich used to cover all the big fights for Sirius XM. Oh, okay. Something from their past that they're now revisiting. But for me, it is going to be somewhat work because you should see all the gear, all the electronics that I need to carry to the airport.
0: Just drive, man. Just drive, you know, to fly to Vegas flight. So close. I always drive. I, and every time I drive now, I regret it. In fact, I do have at some point this weekend, maybe on the Saturday podcast, I will tell my my latest sojourn to Sin City. And uh, and I will actually – I'll have to give you some advice this weekend to help you out because I, I did pick up a few things. I've learned a few things uh, and all that. But on this, the, the Friday podcast, we've got Maller merch. It's happening. If only Billy Mays was alive. Safari Kingdom – which is unlike anything you've ever heard before. And pop goes the culture. And we're going to get right into it. So very exciting news. We are less than a month away from the Midwestern Maller meet and greet in Minneapolis. The, well, that's in Minnesota. I mean, we're, we're trying to lock down the actual venue. That has been a whole different situation as we've tried to square away exactly where we were going to go. The, the The first venue we were looking at. It fell through because of a scheduling staff for the date that we're planning on doing this, which is May the 20th in the greater Minnesota, Minneapolis or St. Paul area adjacent. So that fell through. But the Maller merch has not fallen through. We are now live uh, in honor of the Maller meet and greet in Minnesota. We have a T-shirt that is available for super fans of the show. We're going to find out how many super fans we have that are willing to pony up a couple of bucks for the shirt. So it's a mixed bag here. I had sent something out on social media on Instagram and Facebook and I was trying to get a pulse of the people. Like we had a couple of different options we were looking at. I was like well, which one do you like better? And originally my plan was going to I was going to charge uh, the uh, talking to the t-shirt people it was like $30 a shirt and so that was my original plan. And then uh, the the T-shirt people explained to me that uh, with inflation and the item in question, that was not realistic, that it needed to be $40. And I said, well, that's too much. I'm not going to put you know $40 on a shirt. It's ridiculous. And so we reached a compromise at $35, which is not much better, but it is a little bit better than the $40. So that's where we are, plus shipping and handling. In the continental United States. Now, the reason for this, as I was I was told, is it's a limited edition. Now, normally, if you make a T-shirt, and I, I haven't done one of these in at least a decade. I think it's been over, I think it's been like 12 years since we put a shirt out last time. And it was a much easier process the last time we did it. So
1: no more $20 shirts, my man.
0: Oh, man, the world's changed, Bob, man. Uh, I was like, okay. Uh, I didn't realize. Uh, I haven't bought T-shirts in a while. I didn't realize the the inflation. But, but anyway, so last time I did it, was a much cheaper item. People still complain. So I'm sure they'll complain now. But the world's much different. And so for the five W's and an H, the five W's and an H, the who, well, that would be the Ben Maller merchandise. The what, that's a T-shirt. It is only available for the Maller meet and greet. Uh, do you have to attend the Maller meet and greet to be able to purchase this? No, you don't.
1: I, I'm not sure why you would want one if you don't go to it, but what the hell? Uh, I've seen lots of comments online from your listeners saying, I'm still going to buy one and I'm not even going to be there.
0: Well, that's very cool. So it's a t-shirt. It's purple with gold writing, a great homage to a certain professional sports team in that particular uh, it, looks,
1: it looks very
0: Mary Tyler Moore. <laughs> um, where can you purchase it? Here's the big thing. Listen closely. Uh, the internet only. It's only available on the internet. The photo, if you want to see what it looks like, you can go to my Instagram or Facebook page. It's got the silhouette of the state of Minnesota on it. And it's got the name of the show and then Maller meet and greet. And and so when is this? Now, the, here's the other important part. The deadline to buy one of these is Monday, this this coming Monday, obviously when the weekend comes to an end here, so that would be, let me do my computer-like math on that, that is the 23rd. So it's April 23rd at 6 p.m. Eastern time, 3 p.m. Pacific. Now the goal is to get these things done and turn them around and send them out to you so you have them before the meet and greet. That's the goal, but there's... Production time, shipping time, and all that. So we're efforting that now. Well, why are we doing this? We're doing this, the Mallard Merchandise, because uh, I have been sporadically, Danny, sporadically, been asked by fans of the show. They're like, "Hey, I'd really like to get some merchandise, and you know, support the show, whatever." And so, uh, and, and people had seen some of the stuff that we made in the past, and they're like, "Hey, why can't I get some of that?" Uh, the how, the the way you need to order these shirts, there's an email address that has been set up only for maller merchandise. Go figure. It's malurmerch at gmail.com. So M-A-L-L-E-R, M-E-R-C-H, Maller Merch at gmail.com. That's the only email address accepting orders. They will be electronic orders, uh, Venmo, PayPal. Uh, we'll give you the information. Just email that and explain, like, what shirt you want. If you want one shirt and it's a small or a medium or a large or an XL or 2X, if you need bigger than that, I know I was much bigger than that back in the day. Uh, we'll try to work something out. I, I think that might cost a little bit more, but uh, I don't know. So I wish Billy – were you an infomercial guy back in the day, Danny? Did you like the infomercials?
1: Not really. The only ones that I would – kind of get hypnotized by were the blades. You like the blades? Yeah. I like the blades. Other than that, I turned the channel.
0: I loved the way they could convince you to buy all the shit you didn't really need. I was fascinated by it. Like, I would watch it. I was a kid. Like, why would a kid want to watch infomercials? But I fell in love with infomercials. We almost had Ron Popeil, who's dead now. We almost, he's not available. We almost had him on the podcast. Ron was, he had agreed to do it. And then he decided at the very last minute we didn't have big enough g- names on the podcast. So he bailed on the podcast. I was bummed out about that, but it's all right. He spent time with his grandkids. He's dead now, so good
1: for him. But I He's also in the Brian Billick category.
0: <laughs> Brian Billick. Brian Billick. Exactly. Uh, also Billy Mays. Now Billy Mays was the guy that had the
1: the beer. Oh, from that movie Major League.
0: <laughs> uh, that's a different. That's a different guy. But okay. that's Willie, the great Willie Mays. But this is Billy Hayes. Billy Mays rather. Billy Mays and. <laughs> And he was great because he died. He put like shoe polish on his beard and his infomercials were so ridiculous. It was like, hi, Billy Mays here. If he was doing a Malheur T-shirt commercial, this is my take, Danny. No one else has this content. We're the only podcast that has this content. So here's how I think that would go. So if Billy Mays was doing a commercial for this, he'd say, Hi, Billy Mays here with Mallor merchandise endorsed by me, Billy Mays. The fastest, easiest way to solve your lack of show merchandise is to get one of these Mallor merchandise shirts guaranteed order right now.
1: Something like that. Yeah, and he'd have to put the 2023 spin on it not available on Amazon.
0: Exactly. Not available in stores. Only available via maller merch at gmail.com again maller merch m a l l e r m e r c h at gmail.com and I've been already asked by people so are you going to make any other stuff? Well, it really depends if, if people are interested in this and we sell uh, I guess a certain amount to make it worth our time, uh we will certainly be open to adding some other items and Right now, this is the only thing we have. So is it possible we'll add stuff down the line? Sure. And yeah. I'd, I'd love to do more of these meet and greets, but people have asked about hats. I'm a big hat guy since my hair went away, so why not? Although it would be weird wearing a hat with my name on it. So we'll see what we can come up with. But this is the only item we have right now. I can't guarantee anything else. So if you're interested in it, if you're going to attend the meet and greet, if you've RSVPed or planning on RSVPing, it would be great. MallorMerch at gmail.com. The shirts are purple. they got the silhouette. You want to see what they look like on Instagram or Facebook? Uh, check that out. And uh, thank you in advance. Thank you, thank you, thank you in advance if you get one of these. Uh, and we're not making any money on this, so it's uh, other people are. We're not, of course. Isn't that the way of the world, Danny? Uh,
1: Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, boy, that would be great if I got rich off that. Uh, I mean, all you'd have to do is put a $10 surcharge on that. To go to the Ben Maller Lunch Foundation. That
0: sounds like a wonderful idea. If I had only thought of that earlier. If I had only thought of that earlier. So that is the Maller merch. We have the Safari Kingdom, Danny, which is back yet again. And that means Ohio out.
1: It's time for Ben Maller's Safari Kingdom with Danny G Radio. Radio. And a cease and desist from Clay Travis.
0: Oh, please. Clay is a big fan of this. If he only knew about it, he would be a massive fan, Clay. He's a very busy man, though. He's a very busy man. What is going on? So, on Safari Kingdom, these are animal related stories. This is nothing like Animal Thunderdome, which is going to be an amazing podcast starting when? I don't know. When is it
1: going to start?
0: the eighth day of the week, the 32nd day of the month, the 367th day of the year, you will hear Animal
1: Thunderdome. It's going to happen. I was told early February. Now we are, uh, spoiler alert, we are going to be moving into our brand new studios, which we'll have more about on the Saturday podcast. But that took how many extra months in executive talk? Yeah. Three so- four, five, yeah. six, six months. At least At least six months. So I guess add six months on to February 1, and that's the start date for the animal Thunderdome. I'm sure that'll solve it.
0: Well, Safari Kingdom is already underway, and good news, monkeys are smarter than humans. In one way, in one way, monkeys are smarter than humans. How is that, you say, when it comes to to magic sleight of hand
1: say what (laughs) they can make their nuts disappear
0: (laughs) according to a new study out of the UK the United Kingdom uh, they have determined that uh, primates there's no fooling most primates when they see the sleight of hand trick Uh. the reason that they lack opposable thumbs so the Report says the French drop, which is a sleight of hand trick. <laughs> it's always the French. The French drop, as it's called, where the object seems to vanish into thin air. In reality, the small object is discreetly taken from one hand by the hidden thumb of the other hand. And the, the monkeys that lacked opposable thumbs saw through the deception. And so they were able to figure out exactly what was going on. But humans... Do not. So there's a win for the monkeys. And not the band. Not that old band, the monkeys. No, no, no. Well, here's something out of a horror film in Safari Kingdom. Scientists have discovered a creepy creature with not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six. How about 24 eyes? 24 eyes. Where can you find this? It was discovered in Hong Kong. In a pond in Hong Kong. That's oh,
1: where the eyes are also a delicacy.
0: Yes. <laughs> you, you can buy that for dinner. It's a It's a new species of box jellyfish that has been found in this random pond. The jellyfish has 24 eyes that are separated into six groups around the bell. So you can imagine why would a jellyfish need 24 eyes? Is there a reason you think uh, they say that the got a transparent body yeah. to fight
1: off three octopus?
0: <laughs> it measures less than one inch, and they have three long tentacles on this uh, on this thing. It uh, it was in a body of water at my pole reserve, Maipo Reserve, M A I P O Reserve, and a new species and uh, i'm looking at a photo of it it doesn't look all that creepy it doesn't look all all that like weird you know it's like it's just a transparent jellyfish it's it's hard to tell i i think i sent you the, the right link on that i don't know You sent i clicked your link so you can check that out if i sent the right one if not i sent you some other wild link i don't know but it's from uh, a science report uh and you can can check that out. What else do we have on the Safari uh, Kingdom? Uh, Wow, this link
1: you sent me looks like you were researching female tops.
0: (laughs) I guess I sent you the wrong one. (laughs) I did. I sent you the wrong Uh,
1: one. I guess guess you're going to do Ben Maller merch for female lingerie. (laughs) Uh,
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's the – who goofed? I've got to know. Let me try that again here. See, now I clicked the right button. They said there would be no clicking on the podcast. (laughs) To click on the podcast, that's a bad job. All right, well, uh, check that out when you get it. Uh, and while you're looking at that, here's one. An extremely rare albino dolphin has been spotted in Africa. They think this could be the first time ever they have spotted the albino dolphin. How exciting. Wow. Like the white whale, the albino bottlenose calf was swimming around 200 other dolphins and it was spotted uh, by a couple on their wedding day.
1: And now, I've seen albi- stories about albino uh, lobsters. Yeah, yeah. Those just- have made the news before. I've never seen a dolphin. That's crazy.
0: Would you like to see what an albino dolphin looks like?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. make sure you send the right link, though. I don't want to send you the porn link. And- I'm looking at the, the jellyfish. That is awesome. Yeah, but it doesn't look that scary, though, right? It's- it doesn't look, doesn't look scary, but... Yeah. Be pretty cool to see an ultra venomous new jellyfish. All right. So the the white racist
0: the albino dolphin does he get picked on by other dolphins or do you think the albino dolphin's okay with everyone's good with
1: the, in the dolphin community? Oh, they probably think he's a badass.
0: You think he's like the cool. Do you think they even notice it? Do you think it's a it's it's pretty pretty cool. You see the photo of all the the pod of dolphins.
1: Yeah.
0: And in the backs, the uh, the uh, the albino dolphin just kind of hanging out, chilling, having a grand old time there. Uh, what else do we have on the safari? King, you know, I uh, we have a lot of stories here to choose from. Oh, here's an odd one: a choking panda, life saved by breeder who performed the. Heimlich maneuver on a panda. Would you do that to save a panda? Would you give the Heimlich sure. maneuver? You would? Really?
1: Yeah, I'd do that.
0: Oh. All right. But if your business was was pandas. So I, I thought the I thought the Heimlich maneuver didn't necessarily work. I guess it does work. Is that I guess it does? Yeah, I uh
1: I used that maneuver on a choking second grader a couple of years ago and he spit out a graham cracker.
0: Okay, so it does. It does work. Well, a giant panda has been saved by its breeder. This happened in China. Performed the Heimlich maneuver, and uh, this is according to some video that was posted on the TikTok of ch- the the Chinese version of TikTok, which is I don't know how to D O U Y I N. Are you familiar with that? I've never heard of that, but I'm yeah. sure it's riveting. So the panda was trying to eat a carrot and it went down the wrong pipe. And so the the worker there rushed over and did perform the Heimlich maneuver. The the giant panda got a carrot stuck while eating the breeder rescued it using the time-tested Heimlich method. This comes to us from the Asia wire. I don't even know what the hell that is, but I'm sure it's fascinating. And so this guy lifted the bear, weighs almost 500 pounds, shook it back and forth until it spit the the carrot out.
1: So yeah, in the first aid classes for school, they teach you how to do that Heimlich on a fat person.
0: And <laughs> yeah, well, this is a this is a big that's a fat that's a well fed bear, Danny. This yeah. is well fed, well fed panda bear. They're having a, a fine time. It would appear. Uh, okay, back
1: and forth, back and forth.
0: Do you want a third rail story in Safari Kingdom, or should we avoid the
1: third rail? Ah, uh, go for All it.
0: All right, uh, this is very exciting. That uh, D E I diversity, equity, and inclusion has now entered the animal world. Dogs, dogs. Hell, say what? Uh, yes, they're trying to make sure dogs are woke. And uh, this I thought this was a story from like the Babylon Bee or the onion or something like that. But uh, it is it is not uh, the uh, the wokesters have entered veterinary schools, Danny, and they are trying to spread their dogma, diversity, equity and inclusion, their ideology uh, to your dogs. Uh, they I didn't know this was necessary. Uh, but it turns out that, uh, according to uh, new research, uh, the trainers' uh, training of veterinarians, so the people that are teaching the veterinarians who will take care of your pets,, uh, there was a a whistleblower that uh, said that this is going on. So there was an investigation done by The New York Post, and they thought this was fake. They thought now nah, this is just somebody pulling our chain. But they they checked it out, and uh, sure enough, this is a thing. Uh, this is a thing, and some of their uh, nonsense here. They say that uh, that that pit bulls, people who don't like pit bulls, are uh, it, 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 if you say you're not a fan of pit bulls, it's racial bias. Uh, right. That's that's one of the things here. The pit yeah, they say there's uh, It's also there's too many white people that are veterinarians. It's a big problem. I didn't realize this was a problem, but apparently it is. Uh, and so they're worried about that. And, uh, yeah, eight of the top 11 veterinarian schools now have a CRT, critical race theory, or DEI, curriculum of training. Eight of the 11. Three have school-wide mandatory training. All right, there you go. That's the uh, the third rail. Well, man, that's a third rail. Even your dog, man. Well, here's something that's going to upset the science community, and it's in Safari Kingdom. Uh, there are now species that are living on the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. You know that big thing out in the Pacific that floats around? It's just plastic, like an island of yeah. plastic. And they told us that we're all going to die because of this, and it's terrible, and all that. Well. You know, stuff's going to grow anywhere. And they, they, they said that there's there are actually species that are living on – they found their home in the middle of the Pacific. There are mussels, oysters, and other crustaceans that are living. They're reproducing. They're having little crustacean families and little oyster families and mussel families living out there in the middle of the ocean. And they, they found the the mussels, the oysters, the crustaceans, all that, and more – Living their lives on this huge plastic mass in the middle of the ocean. Is it possible that this thing, which is said to be 60, uh, 620,000 square miles, three times the size of France, the the Great Pacific Garbage Patch, uh, that this is actually somehow uh, helping certain things grow? It's halfway between Hawaii and California.
1: Is it stationary?
0: No, it moves around. It's filled with plastic bottles, microplastics, fishing gear, and other shit people have thrown in the ocean. And you were just in Hawaii. You got married in Hawaii. When I was in Hawaii years ago, I remember walking around the beach in Kauai, and there were little pieces of plastic shit that had washed ashore. Um, And they had like Chinese writing on them and stuff, but they looked like they had come all the way from from Asia. Um, And it was... Pretty wild. But I think we thought that had... Because we, we were there not long after that tsunami. Remember the tsunami that had hit? That terrible thing uh, that, that took out a whole town. You know, we thought maybe it was from that. But do they... people Are people just throwing crap in the ocean?
1: I hate people who litter. It's a pet peeve when I see people throw garbage out their car window. Yeah, that's,
0: that's not cool, man. You know, it's like, come on. Especially you're, you're driving around... Like the thing that always kills me, I, I, gas station. Boom! When you're pumping, yeah, gas, that's the perfect time to throw away the trash.
1: Yeah, you have a little trash bag in your car, and then as soon as you park to get gas, throw that shit away in the the trash can there at the gas station. Well, my you move, bastard.
0: Exactly. My my move, Danny, is I'll 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 go pay for the gas with the credit card, start the pump, and while the gas is pumping, boom. Then I'm I'm multitasking. Yep. And I set the thing automatic, and then I go out and I do my deal. I, I, I get rid of all the trash in the car, and that's usually the way I.
1: Look at I, that. We just did a PSA on the podcast. We're giving back to the community. That's what we're doing. We're giving back.
0: Uh, we have a little time for Pop Goes the Culture. And we have another song. We have a song for everything, don't we?
1: Yeah, we sure do.
0: Thank you, Ohio Al. What a talented man that Ohio Al is. Thank you for that. And Pop Goes the Culture. We'll just do a few of these. There's a couple that stand out. Well, Guinness World Records has stopped recognizing this record because they say it's too dangerous. What record is that, Danny? What do you think the record is that is too dangerous? that they have stopped keeping track of. They're no longer recognizing this record because they say it is just not safe.
1: Eating those triangle chips.
0: Yes, uh, unless uh, that is not true. Uh, The record for longest time to stay awake (laughs) is no longer allowed. Uh, There's a guy named Robert McDonald, who went, how long do you think this guy went
1: without sleeping? Oh, I heard about this radio station promotion. <laughs> <laughs> that and drink as much water as you possibly Oh, my God. What could possibly go wrong? What could possibly go wrong in Sacramento, California with that promotion? Hello. Uh, geez, I want to say a week.
0: Uh, Well, how about longer than that? This dude stayed away in 1986. This is how long the record's been held. He went 453 hours and 40 minutes, almost 19 days. What the hell? How do you do that without sleeping? And uh and so that that's the record. Are you sure he
1: wasn't sleeping with his eyes open?
0: Um, I wasn't there. I was not. I was not there. Uh but this guy nearly 19 days without getting any kind of shut eye. And uh, so he did it. And now Guinness, the Guinness people are like, yeah, this is not a good idea. This is not a good idea. And so uh, uh, some guy who stayed awake for 11 days, he talked about all the problems that he had and the health problems. And so as a result, the uh, people of Guinness have said, uh, yeah, we're good. Uh, we're good and uh, we're all right. And uh, so they they had done studies on this back in the 60s about they tested how the brain would react if you're sleep deprived. And so they've done some studies on this. It does not it does not go well. So unfortunately, if you want to set there, I would like to set a Guinness World Record. I actually thought about doing that as a radio bit because I thought that'd be a cheesy radio bit. Why not? I love cheesy radio bits. And then I contacted the Guinness people, and they said, "Sure, we'd love to do that. That's a great idea." Uh, I was going to set a record for most calls taken on a show, and then they informed me that they would be happy to send a representative out, and here's how much it would cost, and they they wanted me to pay for it. And I said, "Well, I, I thank you very
1: much. I'm good. I, yep. I don't." You pay for the application, and you also pay for them to come out and and make sure that you broke the record.
0: Yeah, like I'm I'm okay. Well, here's a story that brings a, a flashback in Pop Goes the Culture. Do you know who Rosie Ruiz is? Are you familiar with Rosie Ruiz? The
1: Rosie Ruiz.
0: She's the woman that cheated at the Boston Marathon.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, she took a subway to the closer to the finish line and
1: That was a long time ago.
0: Yeah, she's she passed away, but it's a great story. It's a wonderful story. I mean, she cheated at the freaking Boston Marathon and got away with it for a little bit until people realized what was going on. Well a similar story has happened in London a Scottish ultra marathoner has been disqualified from a race for using a car in the middle of the race <laughs> The person's apologized this happened earlier this week they blamed jet lag and miscommunication It's a chick it's a woman yet these women cheating in these races this is a big problem with you ladies how dare you, women, cheat at these events, Danny? Is that right. Yep.
1: Uh, you need she, to start calling your game shows.
0: Uh, she, uh, well, that's Eddie, Eddie, uh, Eddie. She's but uh, anyway, uh, she said that it was all because of jet lag and miscommunication. She broke the rules. She accepted an award for finishing in third place. So she took a car and didn't even win the race. How do you do that? You cheated. You didn't even win the race. Uh, the, the woman. The woman is facing disciplinary action from UK Athletics. She traveled 2.5 miles in a car uh, during a race from Manchester to Liverpool in Northwest England. This happened earlier in April. She's a 47-year-old woman. She told the BBC that her leg began to feel a little sore about half at the halfway through the race. It's a 50-mile ultra marathon. And so she she felt a little tired during the middle of the thing. Her leg wasn't feeling good. So she uh, she saw a friend, this dude who she knew, and the, the guy uh, gave her a ride to the next checkpoint. She said she was going to tell the marshal at the next checkpoint that she was pulling out of the race. And she said she had agreed and all that, and then... And then the the uh, the marshal, I guess, tried to convince her that, that you'll hate yourself if you stop. So she's like, "Okay, I'll keep going in a non-competitive way." And she never told anyone that she had taken a
1: car. And so that's what that's the story she's telling. It's like uh, the job you and your wife had in Vegas.
0: Oh well, yeah, yeah. We were given the giving the lift to the uh, to the people. What? Well, actually, Pahrump, Nevada, not Vegas. Pahrump, <laughs> Nevada, much different. Much different. Well, here's a want to get away type of story. A flat earther spent $20,000 on a DIY experiment to prove that the planet was flat. And his experiment actually proved the planet is round. And the guy blew $20,000 on this. Go! Oh! Yeah. Who goofed? I have... Got to know. So a flat earther spent twenty grand on this experiment, which acc- accidentally proved the planet is around. He was he was in the middle of filming for a Netflix documentary titled Behind the Curve when he realized he had wasted all of this money. He was trying to disprove the mass of research led by NASA. And so he spent all this money, and the test involved using a camera to film. Through two holes with a person standing on the other side and shining a torch back at the camera, uh, and it proved the Earth is actually actually <laughs> thirty or twenty thousand dollars on that. Uh, what a uh, debacle! What a uh, debacle! And we, Kyrie uh, will we'll,
1: reimburse them.
0: <laughs> yeah, Kyrie will take care of that. No problem. And the last one here, a. German magazine facing a lawsuit, Danny. Why they published fake quotes of F1 legend Michael Schumacher. How is this a pop culture story? These were AI-generated quotes. There was an AI interview. Bill Rogan warned us of this. That would be a German magazine who published this. uh, Since Schumacher's accident, the family has not allowed people to get close to him uh, access limited to the closest of people and yeah, he's he's in really he's been in really bad shape for a long time right isn't that the Michael Schumacher uh, Schumacher story right and yeah so this German weekly magazine produced all these fake quotes and they published the article it was an AI generated interview and uh, now there's uh, lawyers are involved so uh, there you go we'll see We'll see what happens with that. Anything you want to promote to Friday? You're in Vegas today, Danny. You're in Vegas today, yes?
1: Yeah, so a couple hours after we get wrapped up here, uh, going to fly into Vegas and do the Friday afternoon Covino and Rich show live. Check pot, baby. Live from Vegas.
0: I am impressed that you were able to get a studio. Uh, I was not able to get a studio in Vegas. I was told it was impossible.
1: Who, me? Doing it
0: remotely from a casino. Well, I couldn't even do that. They were—they couldn't even find a casino to allow me to do that. So, but I'm happy for it. I'm happy because I was supposed to do the show last week from Vegas, and I had it was on schedule. And I was as I was leaving out the door to go to Vegas, I was informed. By the way, uh, the studio thing fell apart, so that was unfortunate. But anyway, have a great rest of your Friday. Got a couple more podcasts this weekend, Saturday and Sunday, and uh, we will catch you next time.
1: Later, skater. Got a murder.
0: Got to go.